This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Tonight, we'd like to introduce a special guest. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Matt. Hi. How how did you come to the Nerd Cannon podcast? Well, I am a longtime listener, first time oh. caller, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I'll even claim I'm a friend of Paul's. You'll even mm. claim such a I'll thing. even claim that. But, uh, yeah, we've known, each, we've known each other for a long time. Dare I say, yeah, multiple decades now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll just leave how many. When, yeah, when but... you've lost count, you know it's been a long time. You're yeah. like, ah, a long time. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've known All Paul right. for a while. and yeah. When you think of the next generation of nerds, who do you think of? Uh, I've got two little ones, uh, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And... Uh, yeah, we've been kind of going down some of that path already, uh, so this has been fantastic, uh, being able to listen to you guys and see what you guys think. Very nice. Now, there's a specific reason we brought Matt on for this particular episode. There is so. a specific what? reason. What? Uh, I do don't you know if we want to get into that now. <laughs> well, do you want to share what the bad synopsis is first, Paul? So we can Are you guys ready big, for this? Our big, I'm fucking bored I'm, already. Buddy. I'm ready for this. All I've right, got here go. too, if you don't here's, mind. The, here's the bad synopsis. <laughs> Gotta get ready. I'm ready. In the Navy. Yes, you can say it. The seven seas in the Navy. Come on. No. no. <laughs> that's the, that's the whole bad. Just gonna listen to In the Navy by the Village people. That's the whole bad synopsis of this movie. If you had me prepared, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I've got a real bad synopsis for you then. Okay. Amateur photographer considers career change before accident in high-stakes aluminum tubing industry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Yikes. you fucking know what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about Top Guns. So. I'm still listening to In the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody else could hear it. We just got to hear you sing, which is I'm going to put it in. It'll be Okay, there. great. Um, so the specific just... reason that we have Matt on is, besides the fact that he has a spiffy Top Gun shirt on, is what? <laughs> Is what? Uh, in real life, I'm a self-proclaimed aviation nerd. Um, have a uh, family background in aviation, and I've done a whole bunch of stuff uh, other than military. So I can't talk to that specifically, but uh, have other people I know, and yeah, it's just something I enjoy. And we'll get into some of the rest uh, as we go. Okay. Matt's my friend who had a house next to a landing strip. Is it an airport? What do you call it? It's- it's technically an airport, yeah. It's technically an airport. <laughs> and uh, who gave me the the once-in-a-lifetime experience of being able to throw water balloons out of an airplane. So, oh, that, that sounds was, pretty mm-hmm. great. That's pretty great. Yeah. That, that sounds like a blast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, y'all, Top Gun was released May 16th, 1986. It was direct, directed by Tony Scott, written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr., Starring Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Anthony Edwards, Val Kilmer, and Tom Skerritt. The Rotten Tomatoes score. Does anybody want to give a guess as to what they think the tomato meter on this bad boy For is? which one? For critics or for the... Yeah, critics. 
Critics is 64%. I'll say critics are probably even as low as 50. Uh, closest without going over, <laughs> Matt, it is 54%. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, 54% and then 83% audience. Yeah, I kind of expected that. So, what seems more appropriate? Yeah. So, all right, gents, what was, <laughs> <Okay>. your, <laughs> what was your experience with Top Gun as a kid? Matt, why don't you go first? Because mine's not very good. Oh, okay. My my experience is um, we're going to have to touch on the fact that my parents were either the best parents ever or the worst parents ever. Great. I have memories of this coming out. I think we may have even had it on VHS before it was for sale on VHS. I think a neighbor may have recorded it off HBO or something, and we had a copy to watch. Yes, you oh, do. For a fact, we uh, went through at least one copy of the VHS and had to buy a second because we burned out the tape. Oh, so, that used to be a thing, huh? Mm-hmm. That used to be a thing, yeah. and uh, we experienced it with Top Gun. So I have seen it a few times. Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> and Paul? I had not seen this movie. My first exposure to Top Gun was watching Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> So I yeah. obviously did not get the jokes in that movie. Like that was, you know, the, the, that movie is just a parody of Top Gun, right? Pretty and much. I did not understand it. I just thought, oh, it's funny. Like, yeah, I didn't think uh-huh. that was in the same boat. And then I'm not sure exactly when I first saw Top Gun. I probably went through in one of those phases where I was like, I should probably watch movies that people watch. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, like as a librarian, probably most librarians or people listening out there have had that phase where they are like, I should read all the classics and, and, or I should read all the Newbery winners or something like that. And it's like, I should watch Top Gun. And yeah, that was my experience with it. And I have not watched it since until last weekend. So what about you, Beth? I know I saw it as a kid and as a young person, because, you know, I, I watched a lot of 80s movies i know i'd seen it i remembered well i definitely remembered the volleyball scene um and i knew that <laughs> um and i knew that i mean i definitely knew the soundtrack um and i oh, yeah. Y- yeah i hadn't rewatched it because i knew we'd probably rewatch it you know for the show my other memory is not as a child but as like a 19 or 20 year old and you guys are gonna love this inappropriate story um once and only once i went to the male strip club the where the guys get naked strip club Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate all the way around everybody but um (laughs) what what happens at that this is best story time about strip clubs what happens at that isn't as opposed to a female strip club where people are kind of like rowdy and having fun at the male strip club, women just line up and kind of sadly wait their turn to give a sweaty dollar to the guy. And he gives them a weird bit of attention. And there was a guy that came out to the song in a Navy Matt, you uniform. have to laugh audibly. So, so a guy comes out in the Navy uniform and take my breath away. Oh right? shit, I have a song. Yeah, and he like is slowly getting increasingly nude while sad women give him sweaty dollars and he pretends to like be that's all very, very uncomfortable. So for some reason that is what I fucking think of now every time that I hear the song. And can so I, there's can that. I ask a question? 
please do. Why is I the will dollar... now accept questions about why is the dollar sweaty before Have... you give it to because him? Because it's cupped in your sweaty palm <laughs> while you're waiting. Okay. Um every dollar at the strip club is sweaty. I clearly this is not an experience. <laughs> Just like before. every fucking person in this movie is sweaty as shit. Yes! Okay, so not to jump forward to notes, but remember how in Legend we talked about the glitter budget? The gl- like yes. the sweat the budget sweat in budget. this movie is out of control. Okay, I, I, so, I might be able to. I might be able to speak to that, but we'll get to it later. All okay, right, all right. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So that was my experience as a kid was a strip joint. You're all welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be fielding questions via social media. Uh, <laughs> Did the stripper have aviator glasses or like uh, what do you, is that what you call them? Of course, he okay. did. yes, aviator glasses. And I will give anyone who you mean posts these? On those those are the way he fucking just put them on. <laughs> Not a visual medium, but okay. uh, anyone who wants to post what song they think I gave a sweaty dollar bill to, I will give you send you something on social media. I think if you all know me, you know exactly what song I went up to. Anyway, uh, was it one that we already did for this show? No. Would you like no. to do two trivias and a lie? <laughs> no, I don't, but sure. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is going to be oh. awful. I don't oh. have a chance here. We're going head to head. I can't believe we're doing this. <laughs> it's happening. It's go time. <laughs> That's terrible. Matt, do you have a little checklist? Is that what you're doing? I'm, yeah. No. no I, okay. Well, okay. You caught me. I was going to have a secret game going on. I was going to see how many lines I could fit into this. And at the end, you know, if, as long as Paul doesn't edit stuff out, can everyone catch how many lines it's I tell you? Oh, all right, all right, all right. Um, cool. I'm into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, in the early draft of the script, the love interest was going to be an aerobics instructor named Christine Legs Fox. Sounds true. <laughs> it was Tom Cruise's idea to have his character drive a motorcycle. He's an aficionado, and the Kawasaki Ninja in the film was his own. And then third, the band Toto was originally meant to record Danger Zone. Highway no. to the danger zone. All right, am I going first? Is that the rule here? Because I don't expert. know. <laughs> I uh, I have a solid guess. I think actually. Okay. I'm gonna say. Look, I have no fucking clue about one and three. No, sure, that could be true. Toto is ridiculous, and that's ridiculous enough to be true. I'm playing Beth on this one. <laughs> but the second one, I am pretty sure that's not true. I'm pretty sure it's too. That's way too sure. I I have a like random inkling that this is not true because I think that that there's a goof in this that uh his this motorcycle he's riding is like hooked up to a thing, right? I don't know. That's my only my only piece of information that that could be false is hooked that up to a thing. Like he's he's riding by and he's like pumping his fist, right? The the planes are flying and there's things happening. And it's, he's not actually riding the motorcycle. He's just, it's like, it's a trailer and he is not actually driving it. So I'm going to say. They do that no matter what. They don't usually have people ride cars. No, I know. But that's my only bit. Okay. Of, I'm saying that I have no, sh- right, I have no right. knowledge of one and three. And this well, is my only thing I can key off of. Matt, Toto. <laughs> okay. I'm. <laughs> Also, Tom Cruise is not not cool enough to. I miss the rain down okay. in Africa. Right. I'll, I'll go. I'll go straight at this one. Number two, I will say is true because I know Tom Cruise is like totally into doing all his own stunts. He does all the motorcycle stuff, like in Mission Impossible Two. He does all, all right, sorts well. of other things. 
I'm, I'm Whatever, pretty, I am pretty uh-huh. sure that it's 100% him doing all this stuff. Now, there might be a trailer thing. They put it up there, but it's probably still him on the bike. I th- I am pretty sure I also know that Kenny Loggins was not the first choice. I think he was a dropped in at the last second and did a recording of it. And they're like, hey, we like this. Let's do it. Sure. It was probably Toto. <laughs> I think. What was the, the. Okay. The name you gave. Legs. Legs. Christine Legs, Legs Fox. I think that's. The <laughs> An real- aerobics instructor. <laughs> Here's my problem. I think that's the name of the person that they based the character on. I don't think she was supposed to be an aerobics instructor. So I will say that's the false. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Damn it. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You're wrong. Oh. Uh, <laughs> both of us? Yes, it is. In it's, uh, it's the, it's the, well, no, uh, it's the motorcycle. It's the motorcycle one. So. I got it right. Well, but you changed your answer because you're easily swayed. I didn't change my answer. <laughs> I didn't change my answer. <laughs> oh, I go down in flames. Yeah. So here's, and burn. so here's the deal. So here's the deal. I <laughs> <laughs> crush burn. So you're right, uh, Matt, that Christine Fox is the real name of the person that they based the um the character on. So she's a civilian flight instructor that the producers met when they were doing research. She eventually rose through the ranks at the Pentagon. Um, retiring in 2014, and she was the highest post ever held by a woman in the Department of Defense. So she's a real person, but in the original version, they were just going to have that name be an aerobics instructor and somehow also a mathematician. So, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, but it, but it was, that was one of the original versions. And then when they were finishing writing that up about her being a civilian contractor, they made them change it to a civilian contractor instead of another enlisted officer because there is a no, there's a prohibition on a fraternization. So they didn't want, the Navy didn't want them to have fraternizing but we needed to have the sexy sex, so we needed to make her a civilian. Uh, so that's the info on that. Um, I verified this with like two or three different places, but it was so Cruz in real life is a motorcycle fan now, and he does have it written into a lot of his contracts now that he will have motorcycles and, and ride them in it and do his own stunts, and he's got like an extensive version now. But what I read in more than one place was that this was the first time, and he went literally went to a motorcycle shop in california and like <laughs> learned how they like taught him in the parking lot and he did it see for this. see matt see what your oh. extra knowledge gets you and then nothing fucking toto <laughs> is just really funny to me that's um, awesome <laughs> i would love like a toto cover of dangerous that would be amazing absolutely i want to hear that because if you think about it it's not like kenny loggins is a real hard ass you know what i mean so like so in preparation for this episode, I also watched the Danger Zone music video. Oh, shit, yeah. And Kenny Loggins is just kind of a goober. He looks really bad yeah. in aviator glasses. Yes. He's got like a weird mullet. He has He's a weird mullet. for most of the video. And it's like, it's not great. It's know. not great. Yeah, definitely they should just use the footage of the volleyball playing and the, fight, the riding, the, the fighting in planes. Like not. Kenny Loggins. Uh, Kenny Loggins. Okay. Um, okay. So then would you like to hear some more fun facts? Yes, <laughs> Okay. So I, this one gave me a chuckle. Uh, the real Top Gun school imposes a $5 fine to any staff member that quotes the movie. So Matt would clearly already be in the hole. I would, this whole I would be bankrupt if I was out there. <laughs> I would just pass. Um, yeah. So I thought that was real funny. 
Um, the primary inspiration for the film was the article Top Guns by Ehud Yone from May 1983 issue of California Magazine. So it was like a an article um, with a huge photo spread. And that was the inspiration for the movie. Uh, Take My Breath Away, performed by Berlin, won the Academy Award for Best Song and also won an award for Best Song for Male Strippers. Um, (laughs) I maybe made that one up. Uh, Actor Matthew Modine turned on the role of Pete Mitchell that went to Tom Cruise because he felt that the film's pro-military stance went against his personal politics. So then the Navy leased like a bunch of planes for this filming the screaming eagles and the f-14s were were available for the movie and paramount paid as much as seven thousand eight hundred dollars per hour for fuel and other costs whenever they what's, were flown outside the screaming eagle that's one of the ones they met i don't fucking know maybe matt knows uh <laughs> <laughs> all the all the planes that they use they yeah they, they had yeah. a lease and, and so, that, i would say I mean, okay, nineteen eighty dollars. I mean, that's so it's still eighteen thousand kind of five hundred dollars. That's today. that's still cheap. I, I would pay that to go fly one of those for an hour. <laughs> so, yeah, no yeah, way. I could see why. <laughs> What's a screaming eagle? The screaming eagles that? are. It's a VF I think it's 51. the unit name. Yeah, they've got the they've got the oh. uh, the faint planes that are painted in black, and then the other ones that they're fighting against and the stuff they've. They have other airplanes that they use to simulate yeah, the bag. There's different types. Okay. Uh, reshoots after the film uh, wrapped conflicted with the filming of Made in Heaven in which McGillis had dyed her hair. So when they had to do reshoots, that's why she's wearing the baseball cap in that scene. And literally I was like, who, who is this bitch? Like she doesn't look like her at all. And <laughs> that's why. No. Listen. I got a lot to say about these people, but anywho, okay. uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is the only actor who didn't vomit while in fighter jets. <laughs> oh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah Val Kilmer didn't. Vomiting. Yeah. Val Kilmer didn't want to be in the movie. Uh, he was forced by contractual obligations um, and it became one of his most iconic roles. Wow. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. Okay. Probably you know this one. Uh, Tom Cruise had to wear lifts in his shoes. He's 5'7", which is probably shorter than that. And then McGillis. The lifts, right? Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, every actor will tell you that they're like, their sheet height is like not what they really are. So he's quote, air quote, 5'7", and McGillis is 5'10". So, and probably she's taller, but puts her height shorter because... That's a thing for women. And the the studio had like a major problem with her being taller than him. And like at one point at the end where they're kissing, she's like standing in a fucking hole in the ground. <laughs> so, like, so that's all cute. Does she, um, I, I, Beth, I need, uh, does she have roles, other roles that I know? Yeah. Well, not movie? that you would know. She was uh, in some movies that were pretty popular in the eighties. Um, the, the big one, uh, that they like liked her in that got her this one shit was called hang on wait for it um witness with Harrison Ford yeah, that's no. the that's the one that like got her this role um but it's not none of them are like ones that I have really seen um mm-hmm. whatever so that's that's the deal with Kelly McGillis uh Cherry Bruckheimer um convinced Tom Cruise to sign on. He didn't really want to do the movie, but then they had the Navy take him up in the planes and they did like barrel rolls and whatever. And he was like almost barfing in the plane and he gets out and he runs to the payphone and says, I'm in, I'm doing it. I love it. This is great. <laughs> like, 
So he's definitely like a thrill seeker in real life, and he really enjoyed the adrenaline rush, I guess. Um, all of Maverick's stunt flying in the film was done by Scott Altman, who later went on to become an astronaut. This way, I just thought was silly. Tony Scott was hired to direct on the strength of a commercial he did for Saab in which a jet and a car are racing. (laughs) Saab was originally a jet engine. Right. So it was a Saab jet and a Saab vehicle. They made airplanes and cars. Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, in the commercial, and they literally hired him to do this movie based on a commercial. And I say bravo. Was funny. Um, Sub still? Do they still make sub cars? Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) I totally believe you. I know nothing about cars, but that's like a name of a car that I know. Oh God! Here's why I know it. Because in a time to kill, they say that he's he's rich because he has a sob, and that just popped. I'm the worst. That's such a librarian deep cut. I think sob is done. I don't know. I refuse to Google it because I know nothing about cars. Um, <laughs> people are yelling at us in their car. Yeah, I know. They're probably are. Is, is Volvo still around? It's one or the other. I can't remember which. So. Uh, I don't know. I think I think you're right. I think sob stopped making cars. Hey, how'd we feel about this? Uh, tell me about your rewatch. <laughs> All right. I mean, we can just let Matt quote the whole movie. Or well, you know, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll fold back a little bit. <laughs> you, uh, you can I, start right at the beginning. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll start with the beat. Sh- the beat is the beginning. That's okay, the, no, no, no. <laughs> I, know, I have to start with. I have to start before this. Okay. Oh god! Oh god! It's happening. All right. So I recorded this on AMC. So it's the made-for-TV version, and I know it's something that you've kind of brought up before mm. about these things being a thing. Especially, I remember growing up in the eighties and nineties. Uh, movies showing up on TV and it was definitely an edit for television. And I know like in the Ghostbusters ones you guys talked about, you know, it's like we watched it with the kids once and like there's a scene where the ghost shows up and it's like yep. and I'm sitting there like dumbstruck. I'm like, I do not remember this at all. And my wife's yelling at me like, turn it off. Like the kids are watching. like, I'm just like trying to find the remote. Like why would there be the scene? What's going on? Ghost, there's there's uh, definitely casual listeners. He's referring yeah. to the ghost blowjob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen if you want. So, the ghost blowjob, everybody. So anyway, the there's definitely other band. ones. Uh, my, <laughs> my favorite of all time, though, is uh, Backdraft. Uh, they have a thing where it's son of a, and it's like this other guy's voice, Mick. And then like they just keep moving on. Like they just voiced over it. Anyway, I watched the AMC version and I couldn't deal with it because it cuts out so many of my favorite lines and everything in it. And like, you basically miss the point of a couple of things. So I went back, dusted off my old VHS, pop it in. As posted. The, on yep. The Paramount, media. the Paramount picture pops up. I'm getting excited. A gray screen pops up and a high tone starts. And I'm like, Oh no, I just killed my VHS tape. It's like, it's burning. What, what's going on? I broke it. It's been so long. No, I was not kind. I did not rewind. It was the end of the tape. <laughs> So, oh my god the important PSA struggle of having to rewind <laughs> I had to wait five minutes for it oh, to rewind man. we have not talked about that oh no. my god the so I, got the, I got the full experience on this so yeah. no, I, watched, I watched it a second time uh, full VHS full version so. man do you remember like full the video VHS. stores used to have you would like get an extra fine if you didn't rewind yes. it, it yes. when yes. you brought it yeah. back that was holy serious. shit yeah, that was serious, man. Now these kids are like they don't even have DVDs. You just push well, right, Zoom like, or we start wherever you want. About, or... Like DVD menus, trying to explain yeah. to people yeah. like what that yeah. is. Like let alone having to rewind a goddamn VHS. Yeah, 
And then oh, remember and it would start to get shitty and you'd furiously press the tracking button, like hoping <laughs> oh, oh, that see, you could clear. My, my current one had the auto tracking. That's why I thought like it started doing something on tracking and then it just like starts making this noise. I'm like, I don't know. I killed the tape. Like, oh, God. Family oh, heirloom. Man. No, no. So. <laughs> you know, there's, there's like the, the places in movies where there was nudity, like those pieces of the tape would wear out faster Hell because yeah. people would pause it and rewind it and play it oh, again really? over and over and over again. Oh, why do you know place. that? On the I, double, no, that's just a thing about. <laughs> just a thing. I mean, on I, the double VHS of Titanic, that's where it breaks. <laughs> is the scene where he draws her like a French girl. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, this this movie should... starts with the beat. I was excited about the beat it coming goes, in. It goes directly from the Top Gun anthem, segues right into Highway to the Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. No exposition has happened. Should no, that's be... not true. They that's give you a little. True. Yeah, there's a title card. I... Shouldn't it <laughs> text, be? Shouldn't... Text explanation is always a good sign for a movie. Yeah. Shouldn't it be Runway to the Danger Zone? Uh. Shut no, up. yes, I don't know. So, whatever. And then my literally my first note of this movie is everyone is so fucking that's, sweaty. That's, yes, that's the same <laughs> oh, no. oh, Holy no. shit, this guy's sweaty. And then I was like, wow, this guy's sweaty too. Oh, Holy cow, like, this guy's sweaty too. Tim Robbins is in this for 0.7 and a half seconds. Did he yeah. come back there and I was asleep? Like, I yep. like. He's in at the end, right? He's in it like three or four times, but it's really quick. Is yeah. he Merlin? So, he's Merlin. Yeah. Oh. Then he's got his helmet on later, and I didn't even know it's him again. Yeah, right. Also, the mayor from Heroes, the big brother was from Heroes, is in this as his first, like one of his first roles. And at first I saw him, and I thought he was going to be a bigger character, and he's really only in it for like two lines. I was shocked Tim Robbins was in it. I never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So why is everybody so fucking sweaty? All right, so one of the things is... Was there not air conditioning in the 80s? No. There's a lot of fans in the movie, no, too. No, okay. And I was it, like, okay, it's, maybe? It's, it's, an air con- it's, it's an aircraft carrier. It is not a cruise ship. They have an air conditioner, kind of. So it's basically so that people don't die. It's And where they are in the ship, a lot of times, is right underneath. They use steam catapults on these ones. So they have the, all these pipes that are running hot steam to launch the airplanes. I mean, steam catapult sounds like a cool thing, but I have no idea what that actually is. <laughs> Okay, so when they when they attach the airplane and they add the power and you see it get launched off the ship, it actually gets yeah. an assist from the ship. It has a catapult that they're attached Made to. Made of steam? No, it's run by steam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why there's always like the steam coming out of those little vents and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, steam is hot. Okay. Therefore, the ship is hot. Steam heat. Yeah. Uh, this also, is airplanes with all glass. Science corner. It's all, it's, it's really hot and sweaty and there's not really a lot of air conditioning. So. Okay. The, I get that the cruise sh- the cruise ship is hot and sweaty. Yeah, they're fucking but hot and sweaty in every other way. I will say that it, it's it's accurate, but I think they're also milking it as the fact that they have shower scenes all the time sure. and the volleyball and and there's so many other things where they're. I mean, they're trying to put it there for eye candy. Yeah. I think so. I, um, I, I guess I want to know maybe. like, is there some point in my life where I could have so. <sighs> How do I put this? <laughs> I can't wait to hear. You could join the Navy. Point in history and sail the seven seas. Where Come being, on, being so, <laughs> I am, I am genetically a sweaty person. I struggle with this curse every day of my life. I am Is there a time in in history in which being sweaty was like sexy, and I could have pulled that off, and I would have been a nice look? Well, and, and now it's definitely not. 
On television and in film, it is often portrayed as super hot. There's a ton of sexy or sweaty people. Well, they're not saying they're like a big axe, like cutting down a tree and like looking all like, here's my big muscles. It's we have to look. No, they're they're flexing at volleyball. I mean, yeah. (laughs) So there's a whole joke about that that on Buffy because uh, Angel is always sweaty, but he's a vampire. And so why is he fucking sweaty? sweaty, Like, but like for the sexy factor. Um, listen, guys, Anthony Edwards' mustache is gross. Yeah, and is. Tom Skerritt's mustache is gross. <laughs> his and is better. No, his is better than better. Anthony Edwards'. Anthony Edwards' mustache is very bad. But then I Tom was like, Skerritt, why would you have that on film? Tom Skerritt, but... dot, 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 I can't is my next note. But also, <laughs> fucking Tom Cruise rides his bike with no helmet, like, for the, I guess, the coolness factor. But, like, he's definitely, oh, like, 80s, though. That's not... he's, like, racing a jet with. And he's dangerous. He's yeah, dangerous. So dangerous. Dangerous zone. What he's dangerous. He's dangerous and foolish. He's dangerous and really foolish. Well. He wouldn't want him as a wingman. I did appreciate the flipping of the bird. You missed that, yeah. like and mm-hmm. the, the upside down inverted bird thing. That was that was fun. Upside That's down fantastic. But they bird. cut that out of the AMC version, so it's just like airplanes are upside did. down, and then they just like they move away, and you're like, why is everyone excited about this? My next note is mm, Val Kilmer. Okay, Val Kilmer <laughs> is legitimately more attractive than Tom Cruise. hundred percent. So this is the thing I kept thinking of. Let's just get this out of the way. Obviously, he's a crazy Scientology shithead now. Uh, that aside. <laughs> When we talked about Legend, he was beautiful in Legend. He still has one front tooth, Beth. He like he 100%. still has only one front tooth. That's, yes, and he looks like a fathead in this movie with that oversized jacket and the high and tight. And I couldn't understand why I didn't think he looked handsome because, like, objectively, like when you watch Mission Impossible, when you watch any of those other fucking movies, like he's not my style of dude, but objectively, he's good looking. I didn't think so in this. I thought he looked like a fathead. <laughs> and Val Kilmer is so fucking hot. I mean, his character's a prick, but like he's hot. I don't know. I disagree on that point. I don't okay. think Val. I don't. I don't well, well, maybe. I we'll also get there, like but... long but distinguished. So is my dick. My job. Because I <laughs> so definitely make that joke all the time for somebody who doesn't have uh... a physical dick. My metaphorical dick. Is huge. What is this fucking random karaoke business? This is the first point that I wrote. What you're the going fuck so am I fast, watching? Man. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, like, well, you're on you like go. page three for me. <laughs> That's just like, let's go. Get this done. <laughs> well, then you be in charge. <laughs> uh, I, I, so first of all, Matt, what's the name of the call sign of the guy who like flames out? He doesn't want to do it anymore. He's like, this is too risky. Uh, I'm done. Cougar. Cougar. Yeah. Cougar's like, my kids will be orphans, or I don't want to orphan my kids. Like before I've even met you them, shithead. No, but he, they presumably he's looking at a picture of it. Like they're not going to be orphans if they still have a mom. What? Like what? You shithead! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to orphan my kids. Well, no. <laughs> but anyway, from, no. I, from, from a technical standpoint, no, Paul, and you know that. <laughs> I like the fact that the danger zone keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's and just omnipresent it's just all yeah and but i also wrote like what am i supposed to know what any of this shit means that they're That's talking what about I, wrote. Okay. I literally have okay. no idea at any point and, what they're talking see, and about that and that is a point that i take from this is thank you they actually got like all this jargon and everything mostly correct but they don't coddle the audience at all in this thing. I mean, there's no. Sure. Totally lost. And I need to be coddled. <laughs> I started to. Well, this is one of those things where. 
yeah, I, I wonder where it's like, was it just like it was more in the public conscious in the 80s, like Cold War, like people just had a, more of an understanding of it? Yeah. Or is it they just ran with it and they said the people who are going to like it are just going to get on board with it and who cares? Like literally anytime they got up in Heck. the planes to yeah. do those like hop runs, I had no mm-hmm. idea what was happening. And I started to be like, <sighs> like an important plot <laughs> shit was probably happening, but I'm like... <laughs> What's the objective? What's the concern? What's the... Co- I have no idea. Um, and whatever. <laughs> I got as far as this before I decided this was a homoerotic movie, so... <laughs> but this is why this is... Yes, it's... Because because there's two elements. There's the, there's the, the plane flying and the getting the points and being the top gun. But then there's this, like, tepid romance with Kelly McGillis. And I'm like, for whom is this film? <laughs> Because if it's homoerotic... It's a volleyball film. That's all it is. That scene needed to be longer then. (laughs) I can make quick work of things, but like it needed to be... Okay. (laughs) Karaoke. That whole thing was weird. But also like if some hot dudes started singing to me at a bar, I would probably be in for it. But also... What the fuck just happened? Like, what am I, I watching? I, so it's it's now Paul's story time. I have to tell my one and only Please good plane story. story. Okay, because oh, it's, I was it's, hoping for a karaoke story. It's it's both, Beth. It's no! actually both. So when I was, I I think I was nineteen. My parents uh, decided that we were all going to go on a family vacation to Hawaii. All right. So very nicely, they bought me and my sister tickets and paid our way. And we went on a family vacation to Hawaii. And on our flight there, so I think we were on a 777 probably or something like that. So Matt can tell us how many people this is, but like 350 people probably, something like that. All right. This is the one where it's like two... No. Is it three on the... and then three and then two. Three, four, three... Is that right? Or is it two, four? It might be three, five, three, three, three four, five. Three. I don't know. It's a huge plane, right? Holy shit. And they had a contest mid-flight. They gave us some information about uh, like the, the flight time or the speed or whatever. And basically said, okay, like turn in your answers on a time on when we will be exactly halfway. The halfway to Hawaii game. Halfway to Hawaii game. Is this, so a, this is like a thing? Apparently, this is a thing. So I did my little back of the napkin, literally airplane napkin math, and turned in my answer That's to the to stewardess. And I was one of two people on the plane who got the closest to the answer. Holy okay? shit. Uh, no, I guess normally, because we were tied. There was a tie, because we were exactly, like, I was exactly a minute fast and he was a minute slow or i forget what it was they decided the way to break the tie because the prize is a bottle of champagne and the way to the break to the tie was to bring both of us up to the front of the plane and make us sing karaoke to over Holy the loudspeaker to the plane <laughs> so oh and i'm just trying to imagine 19 year old you doing this so hard this is not Holy a thing that 19 year old me is into at wait all. a minute is this the thing 36 year old you was gonna do <laughs> um i'd be more likely to do it at i'm, I'm definitely not maybe. 36 anymore but sure i mean that's generous <laughs> Uh, for a bottle of champagne. But yeah, so the song, does anyone want to guess what song I was supposed to sing karaoke to, to the entire plane? Love Shack. No. <laughs> what? 
You've lost that love and feeling. feeling. So I had to sing You've Lost That Love and Feeling to 350 people on this plane. And they they judged our performance. Like, first of all, I don't fucking know the whole lyrics to You've Lost That Loving Feeling. The flight attendants knew all of it, right? Mm -hmm. So they helped me out and they were like my backup singers. And then I just sort of belted out the refrain. And then they judged us on applause. So the, the, rest of the people had to applaud and i won i won my bottle of champagne i would have paid money to see this did your parents let you drink it our last day in hawaii we had mimosas to celebrate like this trip we had our our uh champagne mimosas there you go that's my i love that so much so what i'm hearing from you is that we're gonna go do karaoke when covid is over Uh, no, I didn't say that. That's what I'm hearing. I'll sit in the audience and have a drink while you do karaoke. I'll do the fuck out of karaoke. I already do it every <laughs> week on this podcast. <laughs> Guys, he fucking corners her in the ladies' room, and here's the thing. Yeah. I don't like it. No, it's not good. And he gets away with it. Well, first of all, because it's the 80s, but also because he's like a charming white dude. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, this is the most, like... I don't mean to come down too hard on this movie that you love, but like the entire time I'm like, this is just a mediocre white dude getting away with a lot of stuff. Like he's a great pilot. I get it. Whatever. But like, well, this, this kind of, this kind of leads into one of my next you know, parts here is that for me, having watched it so much when I was young, there are certain points in this movie that I'm almost like trained, like Pavlov's dogs. Like, um, you know, the Berlin song comes on. Yeah. Like, it's almost like I start salivating and want to jump behind the couch because it was we were supposed to like hide and not watch the uh, sex scene when we were growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like stuff like that and like the whole like the bar and like the bathroom Holy thing. Shit. It's just like it's just almost like okay, well now it's time to get up and go get a drink, and then I'll come back in about thirty five seconds, and then this scene will be over, and the next part will start. And <laughs> you know, so it's like we kind of had our timings on like this this thing would be running, but it's like okay, now's the part where I stop paying attention because I don't care. It's like whatever. Why is he in here? Right. And, like my whole Bill kid... definitely getting a hand job and when they walk into the bar, right? What? Like go back and watch what? that scene and what tell me he's will? not he's not getting a hand job right in that they walk into the bar and that woman is like <laughs> No, oh. I'm not... <laughs> I'm into it. I'm gonna go look. Um but like, See, we're obviously thing? watching two different things. You're watching <laughs> that I'm looking at the pictures on the back of the bar where it's the airplane. So it's like I uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I like so like as a woman, if a guy, even a guy I was like that I saw in a bar that I might think was hot, like someone coming into the lady, an empty ladies room in a bar full of mostly dudes. Oh, they're getting maced, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, if it's me, they're getting kicked in the balls and getting their Mm -hmm. eyes scratched out because I don't play. But like. I was very uncomfortable. And the way that she like, you know, you I, I also feel like they don't have chemistry. That mm-hmm. was my take on it. Like I wanted them to be super hot and heavy and I don't think they did. But like when you're in that situation as a woman and someone's making you uncomfortable, like we're socialized to like not reject the person outright to get out of the situation safely. Like and all I could think about was putting myself in her shoes. Like, if that was happening to me in real life, like, I would be really concernicus. And I, I, it, like, really took it out, took me out of, like, watching the movie. Um, and I'm sure that that didn't, that maybe that didn't happen at, to female viewers as much in the 80s. But that, but that maybe actually, yes, that doesn't make yeah. any sense because just as many women were hassled by men in the 80s, too. But probably more so, but. Oh, and then I like when they introduce her, the guy makes a specific point to say, do not salute her. 
I was like, fuck off. Well, okay, this this leads into my next thing, which is I want to know how accurate this movie is. We talked about the jargon a little bit, but like my experience with just knowing about how the military treats movies where the military is involved, right? So the military is contracted to be into this movie. Generally, they're pretty protective of being accurate. And like I thought maybe that's why I don't understand the jargon and stuff. But also how accurate is sort of the the stuff they talk about with the planes flying like i'm like i don't know what you're talking about but how well, accurate like is that stuff MIG could well, do that stuff yeah like yeah well okay the first point there is you're dead on the mig is inaccurate it's a made-up airplane the one that they have for this movie is made up <laughs> so, well that's probably the smartest so, way to go right it is and, and one of the things i liked about it is that again going back it's something i kind of grew up with there's so many other movies at this time where it's the russians are portrayed as like you know the big evil bad guy and they've got like the super weapon airplane that you have to like go and have some mission to take out or something. And this was just, what's the MiG-28? It's this thing. We're not even really going to talk about it. Nobody really knows what it is. I mean, just, we're it's just setting it up that it's this crazy yeah. new plane. And one yeah. of the things you know, I actually took away too, is that it never actually addresses who they're fighting. It doesn't actually yeah. say where they are. They're just in the Indian ocean. It's never right. what yeah. country are they actually fighting. About that too. Yeah. They, I read somewhere that they toned that down. Yeah. I think, I think I saw something the... where, they initially wanted it to be North Korea, but they mm-hmm. backed off of that. Yeah, um, they backed off of really placing it anywhere. You're right. That, and I, th- and I think that actually played really too. well because there's so many other these movies where it's, especially the airplane time ones, like you have like this dogfight kind of idea. You're going up against this guy and it's almost like the twirly mustache like villain. Like he like, <laughs> right. he, like, he, like killed your and dog. And it always and, like, comes off as racist. Like, yeah, and, just... and it's like, yeah. And it's like, well, no, they wouldn't know these other people. It'd just be, there's this airplane out there. I've got him on my radar. We're going to go fly past each other really fast. I mean, you don't have this like personal interaction between them. So I, I thought some of that was actually really well done. Uh, I just keep imagining the enemy fighters from Top or not Top. This is Top Gun um, from Hot from Shots. Shots, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I know for a fact they had technical consultants, and the person that wrote the original article, I think, had done a lot of research with people that were actually kind of involved with this. So there, a lot of the again the the kind of day-to-day type detail stuff is actually really, really good. There's just a lot of it that's kind of, they had to movie eyes to be able to actually put it on TV so that maybe other people want to watch it besides me. So. Oh, surprise, it's her. She's there. Mm-hmm. Did you skip the line, I want some butts, which is the line of this that's, movie? That's, that's coming later. <laughs> I don't I know where say, we are. I, I have no know. idea where we I are. Don't know. No, we're, we're at like, yes, I know the finger goose. <laughs> yeah. I hate it when well, it does that. And then I get to volleyball, <laughs> and he's definitely playing wearing jeans, which... Yeah. I wrote that, too. Why? I The only thing I came up with is he has a date later. He's going to go on his first date with a girl where he's going to shower at her house. Yes. What the fuck? He's such a weirdo, and she's like, no, creep away. Before that, Anthony Edwards not only has a child molester mustache, but he must not have enough muscles because they make him they wear Bermuda shorts and a t-shirt, and everyone else is just gratuitously like fucking like. Let me Posing. show you. Let me show you yeah. my traps and also my V thing, and then here are my like. Yeah, holy shit! All right, another yeah. thing I know about the volleyball scene is they put this volleyball pit there at the base so they could film the scene, and then almost immediately went and like backfilled it in. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, they, they, they needed it for the sexy. movie. Yeah, it was well, too because, sexy for the Navy. Well, they don't do this. I mean, they, for the in Navy. the Navy. <laughs> well, they're not there to play games. I mean, they're there. This is basically we your PhD in recruit. Yeah, 
<laughs> this is basically like getting your PhD in like fighter pilot. Right, so, right. I mean, you're there studying. You're doing the flights. I mean, you're not there to like play yeah, volleyball. Yeah, we don't fuck like, around and play volleyball. Race <laughs> motorcycles and stuff. So, can someone explain to me the hand wrappings for this friendly game of volleyball? I don't, I don't know volleyball either. But why, why would they have their hands taped? Because up, it's or? extra sexy. I don't oh, okay. know. I don't know. <laughs> this is the part of the movie that Beth wore out the tape on. <laughs> slowly Honestly, unwrapping it's that not enough, it's not enough to keep me going it's not long enough and uh, then we get then we get to the date and he's a weirdo and he wants to take a shower and she's like what the fuck are you fucking talking about and also i will say take my breath away it's oh, so i have to go good. somewhere watching every moment it's so nope, nope nope close my eyes <laughs> mushy um, scene mushy scene um, I do, I will say her apartment or house or whatever is fucking great. And the lighting is super great. It's beautiful. Um, that's like still there and it's like a tourist attraction, but it's actually like not in the same location and yeah, in a different place, but it's like still there and people go see it. Um, and then I just wrote, neither of them are, what? Neither of them are doing it for me. Like they're not, they're, no, they're not. like, what do you it's guys not- think? She's hot. It's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is the cinematography of the airplanes. Okay. The, that's the, no, that, no, that, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the point of the movie for like weird plane kids. That's Jason not the point of the movie. Percentage of people I don't care play. about the rest of you normal people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about you muggles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good guys, I, I just want to point out uh, everybody's still really sweaty in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Except for Kelly McGillis, because she's not into it. But they all wear like they all wear like winter leather jackets. With <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I don't get it. You're in Southern California. This I is San say, Diego, right? Yeah, what, what I will say that the white T-shirt and the leather bomber jacket became like an actual fashion thing after this movie. Like it actually made that impact. But really, uh, do you guys think she's hot? I am not into her. It, but you, well, she's blonde in this. I was going to say, but you like chicks with curly dark hair, but she doesn't have dark hair in this. She has dark hair in other movies. Okay. I'm not into her either. And Tom Cruise looks like a goober. So none of I wish I was man enough to pull off the Tom Cruise unibrow. <laughs> yes. You can do yes. it, Paul. I believe in you. It's a whole ass thing. Um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so then she, there's that awkward scene in the elevator. And I'm like, who is this bitch? This like, she does nothing for me to the point where I didn't even recognize her with the fucking hat on. I'm like, who is she? It's his, his hair is different too. I think he yes, was filming because color it of was money. A reshoot. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, his uh, hair is di- like the whole thing. So stupid. Do better. Hollywood. It's just funny. It's just like, why, why did his hair change? Like he just took a shower. Like <laughs> does my hair change <laughs> when I take a shower? Well, I'm never going to take a like... shower. <laughs> now my hair's like gone, but uh, my next note is Meg Ryan exclamation point. <laughs> that was uh, I really a pleasant liked, surprise. I really like the computer simulations <laughs> from yeah. the 80s <laughs> when they're like talking about fighter school and they have these giant, really terrible computers. That was like state of the art back then too. Yeah, I know. Big right? screen with like three little triangles moving around. Yeah. There's right. like nothing that dates your movie more than showing a computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> but I will argue too that at least they're not showing like too much else. I mean, that's like the only thing that like really dates it from that standpoint. Right. I mean, it's not like right. there's a whole lot of other stuff. It's like, look at this yeah. cell phone that we have to edit out now. I mean, <laughs> so. right. But Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan, she's gets, adorable. 
tragic. She's so cute. That whole thing's true. Um, but then, and then I stopped taking good notes here. So then my next note is high speed chase idiots. But then the sexy time. <laughs> high speed chase idiots. What? What is that? <laughs> because they fucking she he fucking drives away and she chases him like a total yeah. asshole. In yep. Her car. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And oh, then. Yeah, yeah. I do like take me to better lose me forever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm down for that line. You're done with that. Uh, I'm surprised. But her delivery, but her delivery is terrible. Again, no, she's that, quoting. But no, I who's know. delivering? She, no, Meg Ryan is adorable in this. But then what's her? She puck? says it. Yes, and then when she quotes it again, she she's not. Charlie says it. Yes, and yeah. her delivery is flat and nothing. It should either be like a real legit come on or a jokey thing, like because our friend said it and now I'm being silly. It should be something, but it's she's mm-hmm. just saying it. Her eyebrows are just saying it to his eyebrows, and then they make <laughs> out, and it's super awkward. There's nothing wrong with eyebrows. I love your eyebrows. <laughs> about that also i had my eyebrows done over break you could feel free to compliment me all right they look great thank you uh anyway it does nothing for me and then the sex scene what about that matt's behind the couch (laughs) (laughs) going back to the fridge to get a snack i'll be back in 45 seconds (laughs) 45 seconds is is not impressive it's true that's all he needs. It's a, it's, and I just wrote, ah, the good old silhouette sex scene. Like, yep. <laughs> they just like, they like a little bit of, there's like a little bit too much tongue kissing. And there's, like, a a tongue tongue in the kissing. Not, there's a lot of tongue kissing. There's a lot of tongue. Awkward. It does, none of it looks good. Yeah, I and I'm a pervert and I like want to be horny. So, like, this is where he says, horny. I'm pretty sure this is where he says, too close for missile switching to guns. Like, that's a sex scene, right? I no. Think they, I, no, no, no. <laughs> Maverick Supersonic, be there in 30 seconds. That's, that's oh, an yeah. <laughs> Great balls of fire, Paul. Great balls of fire. Great balls of fire. <laughs> oh, that's all so fucking cute. And then later, it's so sad. Yeah. It is very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to say this. There, there's a lot, a lot of like, there's a lot of scenes of planes flying in this movie. As there should be, right? It's a, it's a sure, movie about it's planes. A plane movie. And I am not, in general, a plane person. But I will say this. They do manage to make me be like, I kind of want to fly a really fast plane. Like at, at one point in this movie, oh, I'm like, that would be hell. really fun. I really want to try this and go up in some super fast plane and fly like Mach 1 and, too, and just experience it. Cause yeah. I mean, it that, looks that, fun it, as hell, for it sure. It does look fun as hell. Mm-hmm. The, the, then they, that like the shots that they get of taking off of the the aircraft carrier and they, they do like a barrel roll off the aircraft yeah, like carrier. And, and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. I mean, like, oh, looks, it looks fun See, as hell. And this is one of my points about the cinematography in this movie is they actually do a fantastic job with the footage. Uh, and like, getting, I getting like more than one that. airplane in a scene is like ridiculously difficult. And the, the amount of work they put in to get that is amazing. Hmm. So like I said, for me, like it's like airplane porn. Right, but, right. Like I said, yeah, there's other parts and of the And I that... am getting a snack. Although, yeah. I, appreciate... <laughs> I have my time, you have your time. Right. But, like, I can totally appreciate it. It's the perfect movie, you guys. <laughs> we would be so well fed if we were watching it together. <laughs> um, but, like, I appreciate how fucking well done those scenes are, like, from a, from a cinematic point of view. Plot-wise, I literally never have any idea what the objective is during any of these training things. They're fucking talking. Things are – the way they're talking, I'm led to believe something serious is about to happen. Not to cut too far ahead or – I mean, that's not – when Anthony Edwards bites it, 
I had to go back and watch that from the beginning because I was like, how did he just die? Like, what even happened? I mean, I saw him thunk his head. Oh, that's very fast, yeah. Like, I saw him thunk his head, but I'm like, what even happened? Like, and I had to go back and watch it again. And I'm like, that was just a fucking training mission. And he bonked his head and he's dead in the ocean. And I just was like, it's so sad. So I kind of have this thing when, like, a character dies in a movie and I feel like the death is like, it's obviously for the plot and it's for Tom Cruise's mediocre white man character to have feelings about it. (laughs) But like, it just felt like in a movie about like high speed fucking airplane chases. Like I felt like that moment, like that death felt like a throwaway. Like we have to kill Edwards now. So like, we're going to have him bunk his head. There's also the point about it happens that fast. There's not super slow-mo. You get to analyze the whole thing. It was just, it happened. And it's like, 10 seconds and they screwed up and that was the 10 seconds and it was over. And does that that's shit happen like in training? It, like that's so, but of course it yeah, does because planes are dangerous can. the same amount of dangerous yeah. in training so, and, versus and real again, life. What, but. And what they're doing is, again, they're talking about pushing the edge of the envelope. Is they're right, going as right. far as they can with it. Yeah, these things can happen. And that's right. So I get it and I, I get that they're, yeah, teaching us that. But like, yeah, shit, that was, yeah. See, um, and yeah, that's one of the takeaways from, you know, again, my, my living in the kind of aviation community that I have is that that's the kind of stuff that can happen. One minute, everything's fine. And then the next minute, you're talking about this guy who put a plane into a field and it's over and you have no idea what happened. Yeah, fuck. That's terrifying. Um, and then tidy whities Yeah. So. Oh, we talk about he's in the bathroom. And literally, yeah. like, this is how dumb I am because I'm watching him get, like, dragged out of the water. And I'm like, is he okay? My notes are like... Like, and I knew he was, but I like was afraid. And then he walks in and Tom Skerritt's like, ghost is dead. And I was like, thanks, Tom Skerritt. Like, um, and then that's like a very uninspiring pep talk, right? He is the king of uninspiring pep talks in this movie. Tom Skerritt, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) He's like, sometimes people die. It's a real fucking bummer. You'll get over it. Like, (laughs) then I was really getting all like, I was getting all like verklempt thinking about Meg Ryan and that kid. And then Mm -hmm. again, because the whole point of the story is about a mediocre white man. When they, when they interact, she comforts him. Mm -hmm. She just lost her husband and she's now a single mom of a toddler. And he basically, he doesn't say a thing. when he doesn't. No, he doesn't say a thing. Thing. He opens his mouth like maybe, but no, no. Because I can't express my feelings because my penis. And then like she says a comforting thing to him, and the scene is over. And I was just like, <laughs> so whatever. Scarrett and Scarface are dicks. PTSD flight. Hold, hold on, hold on. I gotta ask Matt. I gotta ask Matt because Matt has more experience with this movie than I do. Mm-hmm. Has your emotional state or reaction to the death of Goose changed as a father? Well, I think, well, I'll, I'll rewind that. Maybe not as a father, but because of what happened to my brother, yes. Mm-hmm. Because I was kind of the goose to his maverick. And what you probably don't know is that my brother passed away about 10 years ago uh, from oh, cancer. So sorry. Well, thank you. But um, like I said, there, there's certain scenes like this that have a certain weight to them because of that. And it's, again, it's because there was that kind of interaction that it was us doing all the flying kind of stuff together and everything. And now he's not here. And it's the same kind of thing as like what happens with goose. And, you know, my, my one takeaway, you know, you're saying, you know, there's some of the stuff where he's standing there and he's not saying anything. There is some of that I would argue is actually a very maybe realistic portrayal of uh, survivor's remorse. Sure. So they do get that. I think, right. He does kind of come off as an ass because of it, 
but maybe that's and for a lot correct. of reasons, but you know, that's so, yeah. yeah. Well, sure. That it's, yeah, that's not to take. It's correct for the character, is. you know. But yeah. Um, yeah. Paul, did it change your reaction to it? I don't. I mean, I don't have a reaction. <laughs> like, I, I don't have. A I reaction. don't remember having a right, reaction, right. but like. Yeah, I definitely feel for that kid and for that mom probably more than yes. I would have otherwise, like as a teenager or something. Right. And I, I mean, I always say like having kids makes you soft. Like I, I, mm-hmm. any child in a film now or any like family struggling or that kind of thing, like it definitely hits you different. I think once you procreate, but, mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean, I get what you're saying, Matt, because I do, I actually now and thinking about it. The, the chemistry and the relationship between Goose and Maverick is way more fleshed out and realistic than oh, yeah. the relationship between him and this broad. So, like, mm-hmm. he really is feeling that that loss deeply, and he is feeling the survivor's guilt, and it was he does feel like it's his fault, and all of that. All of that makes sense. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, you, you think there, if he was that good, you know, should, there should have been some other, like, mutual, like, trying to help each other, not just stand there and, like, I've got this box of his things, and here you go, I'm I'm out, you know? Right. I just, whatever. Yeah. I just have to pick on him in this. <laughs> Can I say Val Kimmer is right through this whole movie? And oh, yeah. he's not the villain. And He's definitely oh, he's not, not the villain. <laughs> I'm so glad that they didn't like just make Tom Cruise win the competition because he's the main character. Because Val Kimmer, he's totally right, doesn't. right? Like, like the whole time. Maverick is Maverick. And Val Kilmer is, I can't for some reason say his last name at the moment. But Val Kilmer is correct. Like. You don't want like Maverick's a shitty person to be up with if you're trying to fly an actual mission. Yeah, you can't depend on him, right? And then Am I wrong? It's not flying. So, it's his attitude that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Maverick, yeah. <laughs> another way. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, um, <laughs> like, no, but then he's totally right because then they're like, okay, we're gonna go on a real mission now, and it's real shit, and people are gonna, it's gonna get real up there, and we're gonna put this total like loose cannon who's in having. PTSD and we're not sure he can really do it. We're going to put him as your backup. He's like, uh, excuse me, uh, this is my life. Can we make that? And they're like, fuck off. We are so much about the redemption arc of this yeah. mediocre white man that we have. To, I don't know. Yeah, if I was him, I'd be like, fuck you guys, because he really does almost choke. Okay, he brings it back and then it's really heroic and that's great, but like... Like that's the decision making we're making right now? Is, yeah. <laughs> It's a real dumb way to prove a point, especially if it got Val Kilmer killed. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but I will say, so then at the end there, when they're doing that whole thing. When they like, hug it out? No, 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 not yet. <laughs> I got oh, okay. that too, but. <laughs> but like that part where they're they're flying and they're shooting the missiles and that like, you know, he comes back and saves the day. Like that was the first time that they were flying where I felt A, like I kind of knew what was going on and B, like I understood the stakes and like what was happening. Saving the day. And I, oh, yeah. that's not that movie. <laughs> but like I wanted to feel that like nail biting excitement, energy, mm-hmm. adrenaline, like through the whole thing because there's so many scenes of like tense flying and I didn't feel that way all the way until that end scene and then I felt like I knew kind of what was going on and like what you know what the stakes were and he was doing it but I was like this is the first time I've been excited and knew what was going on on the planes and then major bro hugs Mm-hmm. Major bro. Well, then the movie feels sort of tacked on. Like they go through this whole movie, which is Top Gun, which is the school, which is how many points does your house get? 
yeah. Hogwarts style battle, which, right? Which isn't which Hogwarts isn't a real thing movie. anyway. I mean, they, they added the trophy just for the movie. So <laughs> right. okay. Oh, okay, good to know. I mean, the, the, the whole the whole point of this is basically, like I said, you're trying to get your PhD in fighters fighter sure. pilot. They're trying to teach you as much about your airplane, your weapons, the enemy's weapons, so that you are an expert. Then you go back to your ship or base or wherever you're going to go, and now you are the expert, and you disseminate information to everybody else because now you've been trained to the best of what they have. Instead of having, like, you can't send everybody, basically. Mm-hmm. So they're going to send basically the best, and then those guys are going to be the ones within each unit that everyone kind of says, hey, this guy knows something about it, and he's going to try to teach me something, or we're going to change something. So yeah, Iceman wins the whole thing. You know, he's the best one. They should be listening to him about, look, maybe this isn't a good idea. Like, I went here, maybe, you know, like I said, but that's kind of the I mean, idea. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's, the whole idea was that, you know, you're trying to give as much information you can. You know, tactics will change slowly over time. They learn new things. Hey, they learned about this new Meg. We learned something about what it can do from what Maverick and Goose did with it. Now all those guys know about it. They go back to their groups. They tell the story about this is what they ran into. Now everybody, now everybody, more people know about it. You know, that's how they pass the information along. It's, it works better than just getting a memo saying, hey, now this thing can do whatever, you know, and you're. And you move on. Oh, so that's sure. that's part of the idea of this is it's kind of a honing your skill, but it's also to pass on information. So I, apparently they Which get like, like 80 or 100 hours of class time. You know, so it's, yeah, it's, that makes a lot of sense that you say that because then when he graduates and he, you know, saves the day or whatever the fuck. And then he's like, I think I'll become an instructor. I was like, oh, really? But like, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense that you say that. Yeah. But yeah, there's okay. a lot of he doesn't actually show up for his graduation, right? Right. He shows up at the, party. At the very end. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, where's the fuck? Where's? He's yeah. fashionably late, you know. Which, it's like if you show up for your graduation party, did you actually graduate? graduate. <laughs> well, he got know. enough points to graduate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did. Um, or he could quit, and yeah. they hug it out. Right. So then, whatever she does, a cute thing and finds him in the jukebox and whatever, and that's like cute in theory. But again, I'm like very underwhelmed by that. Mm-hmm. But I this like is the, the same thing as Die Hard, though, Beth. The actual. Love story is between Val Kilmer and Maverick, <laughs> and I just mixed their whatever. It's between Iceman and Maverick, uh, where you know it was between Bruce Willis and Reginald Val Johnson. That was the actual <laughs> yes, story of that movie, right. and they hug it out at the end. That's the the hug it out, like the, the whole shit with the, the jukebox. That right. that's the yeah, the hug it out is the end of that's this movie. That's the epilogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. 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 Right. No. The what? end of the movie is the credits with the song by Cheap Trick, which AMC cut, those bastards. Yes, and it's the credits, it's the credits with the pictures where they're like like a thumbs up, like whatever. And oh, I, like, I didn't oh, see this. Did yeah. I skip the credits, maybe? I, I didn't see that. I wouldn't My be credits. surprised, you credits hater. That's yeah, why you don't know anyone's name. Yeah, it's true. Um, no, it's Scarface the, is Michael Ironside. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's that's Top Gun. Um, what else do we want to? Is it time to talk about? I guess verdict? we have to talk about our judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey Matt, I have no idea what you're gonna say. I don't think you do. Uh, no. <laughs> it's, basically, it's within my family. It is like with the High Holy Trinity, one of the sacred texts. Um, so it, it will be passed on. Now, one of the things I took away was again pulling up the VHS is seeing that it, it is rated PG, and the amount of language in this. It's another thing where I'm like, it just kind of washed over me because it was something I grew up with. And I just knew it was like, okay, I don't repeat these words when I'm like six. But also, I think I it, it might have. I didn't notice the language. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. It's pretty tame. 
Well, yeah, well, I don't have a nine-year-old, so that makes sense. Yeah, but it's also like, I mean, they're saying like, holy shit, like every like five minutes. And I'm just like, yeah, I think, that, I I think that might be like, <laughs> see, I was going to say, but I think that might be one of my favorite colorful metaphors. And I think it's because of this movie. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I do actually have to throw in one more thing. I think it's funny. Along with some of the technical jargon there. You know, so here I am, you know, single digit age kid watching the movie. And the guy's talking about, oh, they must be close. I think I'm getting a hard on. Yeah. And I look over at my parents. And I think it's like, what's a hard on? And oh, then, like, no! before, no, before they give him the mention, I, I specifically remember, I'm like, is that when the radar guy has a solid lock on the enemy? And I think my dad just kind of shook his head, like, yeah, that's yeah, it. Sure, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so I grew up for, I don't know, probably at least 10 years thinking that. And then watching some other time, I'm like, oh, that's, so that's not it. So, oh, man, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, abs- absolutely so, in my are you family's teaching your kids that they have to like hide behind the couch when it's silhouette sex time or snack what? time, snack time. Snack see, time. that's, that's the thing where I'm chips. <laughs> well see that's the part where I'm wrestling between do I show them the edited one or do I just go straight to the unedited one and do we wait another year or two and then we I have was to gonna say there's no it. reason you can't start off with the edited one and yeah. then graduate at some point exactly and it's like I said, it's it's going to happen. It's just kind of more of a matter of timing and when's appropriate. And sure, yeah. So it it will be. How about you guys? Aww. Yeah, I I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not. And this is the moment where Matt and Paul break up. No, no, like, <laughs> no. And this is but this is exactly why I'm saying it's for for us. It's, I mean, for me, it's about the cinematography. There's a lot of these lines that are like for them to be able to grow up and understand what my mom is saying. Like sure. she will quote this thing continuously. <laughs> I mean, so it's, yeah. it's, it's stuff like that. But it's like you said for yeah well, for, just... for you muggles, <laughs> I, I I totally get it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, story wise, there's a lot of it where like there's stuff to learn. But yeah, outside of the aviation family, maybe not. I th- I, th- yeah. I think this one's just done for me. I don't I don't see myself going back to it and. I don't see myself bringing it up. Like I could see at some point, this has enough. Well, I, even then I don't know. It had a lot of cultural impact in the eighties and into the nineties. I mean, look at hot shots, right? Mm-hmm. They're, like the whole movie is Top Gun parody. Yes. There, there's stuff in Top Gun that was like referenced through, but I don't know that it is anymore, and I don't know that not, it's in not often. the larger culture anymore to even say, "Oh, you don't get that reference? Oh, that's from this movie, Top Gun. Like, let's go watch Top Gun." I don't even think that's happening anymore with Unless Top Gun. Gun. No, and I can I can also give you another story with that. Um, <laughs> so my college sport was super nerdy airplane things, possibly inspired by this movie. <laughs> so we're at one of the uh, national competitions. And my mom was there as an assistant judge kind of person and comes out of the ladies' bathroom and looks over at a group of the people there and says, hey, the plaque for the alternates really was in there. <laughs> and they look at her blankly. And she's like, how do you not understand this? This is like one of the movie uh-huh. lines that you should know. And she's like, walked away. She's like, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> but that's even like 20 years ago, Matt. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have only been like 15 years after the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is definitely not in my canon. And yeah, I mean, maybe I could see my son stumbling across this because it does have some little bit of cultural something to it. But it's probably not not something I'm going to be like, we need to watch this in my nerd canon. Beth? Um, it's a no for me, too. With the caveat 
Well, two caveats. Number one, I had to I, my my handsome Bo is is a is a plain person also, and he liked that. And I said to him, I'm like, well, this is not the, as good as I thought it was going to be. And he's like, well, it's not a perfect movie. I just like watching the plain shit. Mm-hmm. So exactly, yeah. kind of what you said, not to put mm-hmm. words in his mouth, but um, it's a no for me. But I would use the caveat of I that is a it's a good soundtrack. So mm-hmm. oh yeah, I meant to say yeah, that. With forcing the 80s music on my children as I am wont to do, like, and 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 omitting for them the story of me going to a strip club, take take my breath away. <laughs> they, they can learn that later. <laughs> it's a solid fucking song. And it is romantic and sexy. Like, that's a good song. Aside from my weird visuals, it's a good song. And so I feel like I would play that for them at some point. Oh. But I, I, or put it on a playlist, but I, the movie yeah. is a no for me. Yeah. Or Danger Zone? Come on, you gotta know. Yeah, Danger shit, Zone. yeah, you know gotta that. know Danger Zone. Okay, one other thing I picked up on music, though, listening again, uh, there's a lot of background synth and kind of stuff in some of these scenes that I never, I mean, like I For listen sure. to, but when I listen to it now, I hear kind of a Mark Snow, like it's almost like an like episode of the X Files in a couple of these shots, and I'm just like, where is that coming from? Why is oh, that that's there? That's interesting. You know, so. yeah, I liked, and I did like, you know, the aspect of them like singing the oldies and stuff. Like, I mean, that's all fine. So the soundtrack I thought was good, but P.S. Otis Redding is the best thing on the soundtrack. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying Berlin was a good fucking song. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah, song. Man, Otis Redding. That's fine. Yeah. No, yeah. Fine. All right. Anything else we forgot? Oh, I will say this. So, you know, I told you it had like a poor score. Uh, 54%. Uh, 54%. And see how I, I listen, Beth? Did oh, you see how I listen? He's listening now. Uh-huh. And then I just, I found this uh, Ebert review and it really like, it was kind of what I was thinking about it. So 2.5 out of four stars. So movies like Top Gun are hard to review because the good parts are so good and the bad parts are so relentless. The dogfights are absolutely the best since Clint Eastwood's electrifying aerial scenes in Firefox. But look out for the scenes where people talk to one another. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I feel like I can totally see why someone who loves the plain stuff like would be super into this. Yeah. I get it. but Well, because we, we gloss over the, re- we're like, whatever, the story's there right. just to get me to the next mm-hmm. airplane scene. I Correct. Mean, and for me, like, if the- if Love the story, char- I don't care. Right, right. And for me, if the characterization or the romance or some aspect of it was more compelling even if there was more time between um Iceman and like I mean more time <laughs> mm-hmm. but even just if that you more know, volleyball is what more you mean. volleyball is what I mean but you know what I mean if that was fleshed out more shower scenes for me I would take it all day I would take it to the so day. the real bad synopsis is planes fly and sometimes people badly talk to each other <laughs> <And> sometimes people <laughs> perfect their yeah, breath wasn't I, taken away enough. Yeah. It's correct. It, that's true. I really wanted to find those sex scenes sexy, and I did not. <laughs> uh, so that's that. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us. Absolutely. I don't think we've ever had an expert on the topic in the way, like, the like bigger life topic. Of well, see, and that's the thing is, like, like, okay, so that's the other thing, too, is after some of your previous uh, people you've had recently, like, I thought Paul's just going to look at me and like, hey, asshole, you're just lucky to be here. Yeah, we have had I mean, some really great guests. I just mean, like, that that's your job. Like, it just was really, <laughs> that's really cool. I mean, um, Matt's, Matt's getting a line in, but also true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of really great guests this this uh, this season of Nerd yes, and we, we still have. have um, I don't know when when this is going to come out in the order of things, but after um, Pokemon, okay, because we because I mean we've had some really great guests recently. We're very lucky. 
And then one mediocre guest, you know, so whatever. Oh, stop. Uh, thank you so <laughs> much, Matt. And thanks for listening. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our song. Uh, find us online at NerdCanon um, on all the things. And send us an email at NerdCanonPodcast at Gmail. So when, what's next, Paul? <laughs> I want to do 90 snacks, but Beth is holding me down. I am not. Paul is just crunching on bugles all of the days. So we can do 90 snacks next. Just enable um, him. Let him do yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to go buy some gushers and some fruit by the foot. Fruit by the foot. Yeah. Yep. And and ecto coolers, and we'll talk about that soon. So also join us on Patreon. Um, we're about to do a live watch, and it's going to be really fun. So it's going to be us. horrible. Don't join for this one. Good lord. Well, well, well. I've decided we'll let our patrons pick between a few options because Paul's oh, okay. crying about our choices. Um, but you can't <laughs> know these jokes unless you sign up. So yep. Patreon.com/slash NerdCanon. And until next time. Keep the nerd alive. alive. Keep it alive. Can't see that new little dance. I don't know what a dunkaroo is. <laughs> <laughs>